again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're off to a great start here. Welcome to episode we think it's 15. Yes. I was I was just saying some inappropriate things before and I didn't realize we were recording, so <laughs> Bay is laughing at me. I'm Jay, by the way, and that's Bay that's laughing over there uncontrollably. Yeah. And, and this, this is... This is the part I don't get. I remember the name of the podcast this Good time. Good job! And the number. And the number, yes. we think. We're, we'll have to confer later. Yes. But uh, we want to thank all of our new listeners. We had mm-hmm. a whole... Oh, yeah, we had a little bit of a surge last week, so that's awesome. Um, if any of you guys are also Dwight and Patty show listeners, that's great. Um, I am also a listener. They're from the wind and the wave. Yeah. For those of you who don't know. So uh, we had a shout out on their podcast. So thank you so much, Dwight and Patty, yes, for giving you. us that shout out. We really appreciate that. And if anybody out here would like to listen to a really awesome podcast about music and the creative process of, of making it, um, the Dwight and pa- Patty show is a great podcast that I oh, like to listen to. we're doing cross promos now. Okay. I mean, well, they, you know, you didn't run this shout. by me first, <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. They gave us a shout, so I feel like it's only appropriate. Fine. Because, like... No, I, I, I like their music. I've... I do, too. They're one of my absolute favorite bands. But I think it's always, like, nice to find, like, a great new podcast. Yeah. Like, you can listen to it and, like, have something to listen to. And we've mentioned this before, but... Yeah, I need, I need some new ones. It's any a, it's any a recommendations? Good... I've been listening to um, uh, Up and Vanished Season 2. Oh, that comes up as my suggested... Um... Podcast. Season one was great, so I listened to season... I just started season two. I'm late to the game on that one. Yeah. I listened to the Dwight and Patty show. I listened to the Dak Shepard one. Oh, yeah. His is always way up there. Yeah. Um, and then you listen to the Anna Ferris one, right? Or actually, no? no, I don't. I've listened to, like, one episode. I listened to the it. crossover with My Favorite Murder. Yeah, me too. I listened to My Favorite Murder, of course. Yeah. So those are, like, my, um, my go-tos. But it's always good to have more. Yeah, I, li- I listen to, um, oh god, what's it called? Hostage. And then they have one called Cults, too. They're very similar. Yeah. It's like, but it's more, like, scripted. Like, I mean, it's real, but it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they have a written script, which is kind of nice, because it, you know, it's yeah. not like this rambling. I used to listen to Lore, and that was the same thing. He is so talented. The amount of research that that man does, that Aaron Mankey does on that show, what's is, that about? It's insane. It's about folklore. Oh, um, okay. And he is so good. And um, it's short, it's sweet, it's, like, really interesting stuff, and, and I've used it for inspiration for this the, our podcast, too. Oh. Um, but, yeah, podcasts are like a new Netflix show, you know? Like, podcast and chill. <laughs> good so one, good so one. So, anyway. Um, I only listen yeah. to him in the car, though. Yeah. Well, I listened to it on in the car on my way to get my new driver's license. I had a big oh, week. I had oh, you a did big it? Week. I got a new driver. I'm gonna have to take I have off a day of work. I have the real ID. I was very nervous about it because you have to show like all these different forms. Yeah, of, you have to get your birth certificate. I can tell and... you right now that the person <laughs> across from the desk could not be less enthused to see me. Well, it is the MBA. I mean, but it's it's a requirement gracious. to work there. You have to be clinically depressed, <laughs> probably an alcoholic. This gentleman and have was. like a a wonky eye. 
<laughs> I mean, like, I was trying so hard to, like, win him over with, like, a nice little smile Hi. and stuff. But... How are you? It, it wasn't. It wasn't. He could feel the fakeness. The entire time. It, he didn't give me one... Not even like a half sympathy smile. Did you have a Starbucks in your hand? Because that he's probably I had like a, I had a Duncan. Oh, he's probably like this basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I had a and you're like getting you're getting the condensation all over the table, and he's like, oh, "Here, God. I am actually gonna go get you the driver's license to see you the travesty." You're that excited? <laughs> oh my God! I'm, I love driver's license photos. They are the best. <laughs> so she's going to get the photo. I actually waited till now so I could now we're have allowed this to on smile. Recording. Well, see, we're not allowed to show teeth in the driver's license, or at least I thought so. I mean, this man wasn't really talking to me unless he had to, so I gave it the <laughs> the, <laughs> the closed mouth smile because I because I've heard like that you're not allowed to show me. your teeth, yeah, because it changes your identity. And this is the gem it's that I ended up. up with. Oh my God, you're making. <laughs> You're making a, um, a gym face from the office. Oh, I am. I am. Oh, it is, it is, Lord. In my mind, that was a real smile. In reality, that's, it is literally straight across horizontal <laughs> line of my lips right there. It's awful. And it's black and white, too. So it, like, is so much worse. If this were in color... <laughs> that's just one step away from being a mugshot. <laughs> it, it, but you know what? I didn't think about that. It really does look like Jim from The Office. Like, you are totally is, making a Jim all face. All I need is like my shoulders shrugged yeah, up to my Yeah, and like ears. to be like looking to the side. <laughs> and my hands in my Although pockets. Although you, you look you look like you're trying to be happy. I mean... It looks terrible. <laughs> for being at the NBA, you actually look pretty happy. But Okay. But then when you see... But see, they mail it to you. They don't give it to you. So you had to wait a... I had to wait a week in anticipation oh for this. God. And this is what I saw. Because he, like, this this man was not interested in showing me the picture or anything. He was like, next! <laughs> you know, and so I have to wait... You're like, can wait. I get a redo? <laughs> I have to wait till 2027 to get a new man, picture. I was 21 in my last picture. I looked all... Like, I was at, at, you know, at college with my little school shirt on. I was all happy. I just turned 21. <laughs> I'm afraid what this one's going to look like. I mean, I was excited to get another one, too, because I was 21 in my last one, too, because they reused it. They yeah. Because re I did it in the mail. But, my God, I was so disappointed. Now, do they make you put your weight on there? Of course. I thought they course. I thought they did away with that. No. All right, well, 120, that's mine. <laughs> she had to wait till I started drinking my drink to say that one. Okay. Anywho. Yeah, that was my little fun story that was of her my week. Big that was adventure. my week. That was my week. I got my real ID. Well, I got um, a shower that works, so that's not brag. <laughs> Well, golf yeah. clap. Yay. But I do have to get my new ID, too, before September 16th. <laughs> well, enjoy. Thanks. Gather your documents ahead of time. <sighs> I'd rather so, have a root canal. Okay. Who's, uh... <clears throat> your turn. Who, is it my turn? Is it really? Yeah, because okay. I'm pretty sure I went first last time. Okay, well, so we had a, a whole bunch of emails recently, so thank you so much Yeah, for thank those. you everybody for emailing us. So if you have a funny topic, um, so we had a whole bunch of emails write in, or a whole bunch of people write in emails, and that was awesome. So this whole entire episode is devoted to those emails, and I picked one email, and Jay picked one email, and we're going to read the emails, and we're going to try and do our best to answer it. 
Yeah. So, and if we haven't gotten to yours yet, don't worry, we will. We're a little behind. Because <laughs> we, we always come up with our own topics, and we're like, wait, we have fan topics that we need to do, too. Yeah. And we have lives and stuff, too. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant, like, it's it's hard enough coming up with one topic sometimes and, like, writing it out and making it sound, yeah. like, funny. Well, it was nice of our listeners to come up with yes. some. And we wholly appreciate... Wholly? Wholeheartedly. 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 We wholly appreciate <laughs> Um, yeah. So, let me start. Hi, Bay and Jay. First, I want to say that I'm a big fan of the show. Your chemistry and friendship is undeniable and a joy to listen to. Aww. It's great to learn about new topics, dispel misconceptions about others, and genuinely laugh along. I've long thought about sending an email, but I finally settled on a topic that I hope listeners might want to hear about. Earthquakes. <laughs> With all the earthquakes that hit California this month, I've been hearing a lot about the pending doom of the, quote, big one, unquote. Since I don't live anywhere near the West Coast, I realized I know almost nothing about what this means or actually entails. So here's the part that I don't get. What is the big one? And when could it happen? I started to do some research, and not at all surprisingly, the results are terrifying. <laughs> Great for a humor podcast. Now, that was me, not, not them. What wow. really, <laughs> What really inspired this was a friend of mine from Seattle who told me about the earthquake tsunami that will hit the Pacific Northwest and will basically destroy Seattle, Portland, and all of the Oregon, Washington coast. What? And the odds of this <laughs> happening in the next 50 years are one in three. Oh, <laughs> and wow. we didn't even really know this was possible until relatively recently. And this is from Andrew. Oh my god. So, I've never heard of the big one and now I'm terrified <laughs> even though I don't live anywhere near I Oh wow. <laughs> so light topic, you Yay. know, as you can tell. Um so <laughs> I tried uh so this is coming from a non-genius at all. And he actually gave me the link to this. Um, so I got really awesome information from this online article from The New Yorker. Wait, who gave you the link? The, the emailer, Andrew. Oh, I, I thought you were calling him a non-genius. <laughs> no, no, I'm the non-genius. I'm the non-genius. Okay, oh, okay. Just to clarify. Let me clarify. Let's, let's, let's circle back. Yes. Okay. Famous. So very well written Andrew added a link to this awesome article from the New Yorker and then I as the non-genius tried to transcribe <laughs> this in a short quick Simplified. and funny way so keep that in mind when you're hearing right. this information that I myself am not all that smart well let's let's hear how earthquakes can be funny <laughs> so this is what I found. So most people in the United States know um, just one fault line. You know, we've seen the action movies, the San Andreas fault line. I was wearing that shirt earlier today. <laughs> Are you serious? When I was Are you kidding? Out. No. <laughs> no. Isn't that a movie with The Rock? Yes. And I've actually never seen it. I was given it, given it by a friend. Yeah. So <laughs> It's um, a great shirt. <laughs> I'll say that. So the San Andreas is the one that we've heard of before. So that one is the one that runs like nearly the length of California and is um, that one is the one that's rumored to be like this 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 fault line that's going to be responsible for for this big huge earthquake that's now, going to devastate us. Can you explain what a fault line is for those of us who really Oh, okay, you don't. You didn't. So um, <laughs> I'm putting you on the again, spot. I'm sorry. Earthquakes <laughs> 
See, I knew I should have added this in here. So earthquakes are created by the movement of tectonic plates underneath of the Earth's crust. Right. So they shift. So the line, I think, is like where they meet. So they shift... And that shifting is what creates the the shaking, the movement that we feel. So as far as I'm aware, the fault lines are like the lines in the earth that already have the areas where the plates meet. Okay. So they're not moving all the time. So they're more at risk of... Yes. So that would be like the... That would be the origin spot of the earthquake. And then the radius that would be felt from it would come from that line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's like, that's the, yes. Okay. That is a great word for this. (laughs) Epicenter is the fault line, and then everything else comes from it. Again, apologizing for any of the extreme layman's terms that was used there. So... The San Andreas is what people think is, is going to be responsible for the big one. Um, and that it would be the one to have this huge earthquake to kill many people and devastate the West Coast. Um, because the San Andreas fault line is apparently one of the most studied ones um, and best understood fault lines in the world. So every fault line has an, what's called an upper limit. So it, that's determined by its length, width, and how far it can slip. Um, so like the slipping is like the moving of it. Uh-huh. Um, so if you think of a upper limit, think about like the utmost potential of how disastrous it could be. And that's where they get the Richter scale. Exactly. Okay. So the San Andreas's upper limit is only an 8.2 on the Richter scale, which is a very powerful er- earthquake, but it's um, 6%, only 6% as strong as the 2011 one that just recently happened in Japan. That was very devastating there. So, for so, what's the highest it goes? Because I thought it only went ten. to like six. Oh, okay. Or maybe so, we just never hear of any yeah. past six. You're thinking of hurricanes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hurricanes go to five. <laughs> I'm getting my disaster. Hurricanes, we, hurricanes, we always hear five, but it, apparently I think it can go to yeah, six. Yeah, and that's when it's like really bad. We're all doomed. Yes. Yes. So, for those of us laymen's out there, the Richter scale is a numerical scale that judges the magnitude of an earthquake. Uh, the more destructive earthquakes typically range between 5.5 yeah, okay. and 8.9. Yeah. Um, so that is not the fault line that's going to be responsible for the quote-unquote big one. Just north of the San Andreas is another fault line, and that no- is known as the Cascadia subduction zone. Dun, dun, dun. Where's the rock movie for that one? Uh, sorry, you can't follow up San Andreas with the big one. Like, they couldn't come up with a better name. They're like, well, no, the fault line is the Cascadia subduction zone. The earthquake will be called the big one. Yeah, but, like, the other earthquake was called San Andreas, right? No, the fault line is called oh. the San Andreas. And they're just like, we're going to call it the big one. Yeah. That's stupid. So the fault line causes the earthquake. <laughs> the fault line has the name. Has and then they're yeah. predicting that the one that would come from the Cascadia subduction zone would be called the big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's Mac. like when you're ready. Super like, like just got out of the like the shitter. You're like, ah, I wish I had a big one. <laughs> That's why I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> Sorry. I think of like um, like fishing. It's oh, a big, big one. one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Cascadia subduction zone. Run seven hundred uh, for seven hundred miles off 
the coast of the Pacific Northwest, beginning in California and continuing along the Oregon and Washington coast, and then eventually ending in Vancouver Island um, in Canada, which is near the uh, Doomsday Afterglow. Oh, wow. Well, it wasn't Doomsday. It was called the Afterglow, but the episode that we talked about it was called the Doomsday (laughs) Afterglow. Now you just like have to call it that. The Afterglow Vista is in Vancouver, is near Vancouver Island. So if only the southern part of the Cascadia subduction zone moved to create an earthquake, the magnitude would be somewhere between an 8 and an 8.6. So that's a big one. That's a very big earthquake. So if the entire zone gives way at once, an event that seismologists call a full margin rupture, the magnitude will be somewhere between 8.7 and 9.2. So that's like we're a very big one. And that's the one that he said it would take out like Seattle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like California and everything. So some of that shift, and this is actually something I, I didn't know. I had no idea. But, but earthquakes cause tsunamis, and I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, I... Okay, some of us, some of us didn't. You remember the, the tsunami? Like, <laughs> zip it and let me read. But more specifically, so some of that shift would take place beneath the ocean, and this would displace a colossal quantity of seawater. The water would surge into a huge hill and then promptly collapse. Well, I was always curious about the timeline for how long after the earthquake... Well, we're about oh, to talk about oh I'm always We're moving ahead. Look at that. me. All right. So one side of this would rush west towards Japan. The other side would rush east oh, um, we're towards... putting in directions now. Northwest. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> okay. So in a 700-mile liquid wall that would reach the northwest coast on an average of 15 minutes after the earthquake began. So this is all hypothetical. This hasn't actually happened. But this is what seismologists are predicting. So there would be a... 8.7 to 9.2 on the Richter scale earthquake, and 15 minutes later, there would be a huge tsunami that would go towards Japan and towards basically California and Oregon. So by the time the shaking had ceased and the tsunami had receded, the region would be unrecognizable, and the Pacific Northwest <clears throat> would be the area of impact, and that would cover um, hundreds of and 40, some 140,000 square miles, including Seattle. Portland and um, parts of Washington state and some 7 million people would be affected as well. When the next full margin rupture happens, if it does happen, that region would suffer the worst natural disaster in the history of North America. So roughly 3000 people died in the San Francisco 1906 earthquake and almost 2000 people died in hurricane Katrina. Almost 300 people died in Hurricane Sandy, that happened fairly recently. Yeah. So FEMA projects that this subduction zone cataclysmic event um, projects that nearly 13,000 people would die in the Cascadia earthquake and, and tsunami. Another 27,000 people would be injured, and the agency expects that it would need to provide shelter for a million displaced people oh and God. food and water for another two and a half million. So that's if it does happen. So, fun topic. And that's what the big one is, Andrew. Um, so I decided to not end it there, you know, and, and bring it to a little bit of a lighter note. <laughs> so I found some interesting things that have happened when earthquakes have occurred in the past and some things that, like, you wouldn't realize are true. Uh, so 
Did you know that San Francisco is moving towards Los Angeles at a rate of two inches per year? Wow. I know. It's at the same pace of growth as your fingernails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that, I'm like, eh. As the two sides of the San Andreas Fault slip past one another, the cities will meet in several million years. Oh, okay. <laughs> so don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> that's interesting to think. If it's still there. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> a big true. If. So, um, did you also know that there are about 500,000 earthquakes a year around the world? And then we just don't feel them? Yeah. So yeah, they're detected that. by sensitive instruments. About 100,000 of those are ones that we feel. And 100 of those cause damage each year. So each year in Southern California area alone, it, it experiences 10,000 earthquakes. Most of them are not felt by people. Interesting. Could you imagine feeling at least, like, one of those a year? That's so crazy. Well, I remember when we felt that one. I know. And all, like, as a kid, I was always so curious what it felt like, because they always talked about it in school. And you, like, you and didn't believe it. you have nothing to compare it to. You didn't believe it was happening when it happened. I know. I thought something either exploded or, yeah. or like, a truck hit something. Yeah. Um, so we're yeah. talking about the one that hit Virginia and D.C. and Maryland. Yeah. Um, what was that, 2011? It was seven, it was 2012. It was like seven, it was, I can't do math. <laughs> it was seven years ago. And it was right at this time. It was right at the very end of August. That's and now, crazy. um, like now schools all over the country do like earthquake drills and stuff like that. So, and I remember like, that's some big truck that's driving past the house I know. right now. <laughs> but like... Yeah, I was at work and everyone's like, what should we do? Should we go outside? I was Let's at go home. outside. I was at home. You're not supposed to go outside, apparently. But <laughs> my mom was outside and she didn't feel it as fast as I did because like, she wasn't in a building that was shaking. So I was like, what is that? Because I, when I realized it was not a truck, I was like, what is that? And I went to this door and my mom was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then she suddenly clicked. Oh, that's she was like, weird. She was like, oh my gosh, what is that? Yeah. How long did you feel it for? I only remember feeling it like oh, a few Oh, maybe seconds. like, what, tops 10 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, and then when we, when you and I remember when we went to Luray Caverns in Virginia, which mm -hmm. is underground, it's an underground cave for anyone who hasn't heard of it, um, and they said that people were down there when it happened and no one felt it. Isn't that interesting? What? Don't, oh, because you you're underground. Yeah. I would think you'd feel it more, but... Parent, they gave a very scientific reason as to why they didn't feel it, but <laughs> we zoned out. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so the sun and the moon cause earthquake tremors. Really? So it's uh, long been known that they that the sun and the moon create tides in 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 the planet's crust. Very minor versions of ocean tides. Now researchers say that the tug of the sun and the moon and the San Andreas Fault stimulates tremors deep underground. So I wonder if it like if it's a full moon if that's affected or I have no idea. Hmm. Who knows? I mean I knew the moon was affected you know affected the tide and all that but interesting. I mean it makes sense. A city in Chile moved ten feet in the massive eight point eight magnitude earthquake in February twenty seven two thousand and ten. Oh. <laughs> Didn't say which direction it moved. How does a city move ten feet? But it moved. <laughs> the whole city. <laughs> And it didn't say the name of the city either. It's, it's just, okay. It's we just couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> so probably not. Oil extraction can cause minor earthquakes. 
So when oil is removed over ro other rocks move in to fill the void, creating many seismic events and they are not noticeable by humans. Okay. So that's good. Quakes on one side of the earth can shake the other side. Really? Yeah. Seismologists studying the... Seismologists. That is what they're called. <laughs> Seismologists studying the massive 2004 earthquake that triggered killer tsunamis throughout the Indian Ocean found that the quake had weakened at least a portion of California's famed San Andreas Fault. The Chilean quake of 1960 shook the entire earth for many days, a phenomenon called oscillation that was measured by seismic stations around the planet. Can you imagine days? Like days. That's ridiculous. Jeez. That's crazy. So I've got three more. So the deadliest earthquake ever. Um, and again, not sure how accurate this information is. <laughs> Due to the date. Guess what year? 1986? <laughs> I don't know. Why wouldn't it be accurate? 1986? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I thought 1835. Look, that's 80s closer. were a rough that's time. That's okay? closer. Um, 1556. And they even said in January 23, 1556. So this brings me back to, like, some of the previous topics that I've done. Like, when they know the specific day, like, who is holding on to that piece of paper? They put it on a, a tablature <laughs> in stone. You know, who is keeping track of that piece of paper that has the date on it? Somebody like my brother with a photographic memory. some odd thousand <laughs> odd years. I mean, like, come on. It's not a thousand years, but... You know, like, even if it was, like, in the 1700s, it's, like, how how do you keep track of that? But anyway. impressive. Okay. Well, it's probably, like, groups of people. I mean, people will remember that. More than and then one. they just That's kept true. telling. That's true. That's true. And then, but it's yeah, like they kept... a telephone. How do we still know it was January 23rd? Anyway, it was in January 23rd, 1556 in Shanxi, China. And they estimated that 830,000 people were estimated to have died. Good God, oh that's a lot God. of people in 1556. Could that's you imagine like the, whole... the smell? <laughs> that's what you think of? <laughs> There's no toilets back then. <laughs> the smell. They had holes in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They probably like, had more than that. That's a lot of holes know. in the ground. <laughs> like, I mean, think about how many people were living, like, in England and... I mean, like, just, like, all, like, the mi medieval times. Like, think about, like, just the conditions to have that many people. It must have been a very large spread area. Must and the people who did survive, they probably weren't left with very much. Yeah. It was probably a, a large area. That's I mean, my that, guess. That's enough to make a population extinct, I would think. I guess. Well, it didn't. So, the New Madrid earthquakes were the biggest earthquakes in American history. They occurred in central Mississippi, and um, they were felt as far from Mississippi to New York City, Boston, Montreal, 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 excuse me, and Washington, D.C., and that was in 1811. Again, how do we know this? Um, and <laughs> That so was a little bit more recent. <laughs> it, was, it was many earthquakes. It wasn't just one, and it was from December 16th to March of the following year in 1812. 
Um, there were over 2,000 earthquakes in the central Midwest at that time period. Like, that's a lot. And so those were the biggest in, earthquakes in American history. So after one of those earthquakes in February, the Mississippi River actually ran backwards for several hours. What? Isn't that crazy? Okay, that's creepy. So that's boatmen like... reported this. The force of the land upheaval 15 miles south of New Madrid created Real Foot Lake and created two temporary waterfalls in the Mississippi. Oh. So boatmen on flatboats actually survived this experience and lived to tell the tale. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So... Those are my fun facts about earthquakes. Thanks for sharing. And that is my uh, really non-expert opinion. So when is this on big one the coming? Big one. Well, according to this emailer's friend, it's uh, got a one in three chance in the next 50 years. Fun, fun, Five fun. Five-o. But that fun, means fun. that there's a two-thirds chance it won't happen. So May the odds ever be in your favor. <laughs> let's look at the glass half full, guys. <laughs> and let's just thank our families that we live on the East Coast. <laughs> well, yeah, but we've still felt them. It, it cracked the Washington Monument, remember? Yeah, no, I mean, it'll still, obviously, we'll probably feel it, but, you know, the effects. Yeah. Well. Hopefully people will just start moving over here. <laughs> I mean, I cannot stop thinking about, um, like, for some reason, I kept thinking of, like, volcanoes um, because, like, the, you know, the plates shifting also cr creates volcanoes as well. And then I kept thinking of Dante's Peak <laughs> the entire time. I mean, that is an extremely underrated movie. And Pierce Brosnan <laughs> could be... I, I did not have the pleasure was of he, seeing that. Was he a geologist? I didn't see it. What? Oh, my gosh. It's got him and the chick from The Terminator. Come on! I have no idea who you're talking about. Oh my god, you're missing out on good good stuff. Isn't Philip Seymour Hoffman in that too? Why are you asking me? I told you I haven't <laughs> seen it! <laughs> and the exact same year the movie Volcano came out um, with Anne Heche and uh, Tommy Lee Jones. And that was like <laughs> this fake scenario where a volcano erupted in L.A. Downtown L.A. <laughs> volcano Again, in L.A. Fantastic film. Oh, I'm These sure. These were two really good, I mean, like, excellent, excellent good watches. You need to was watch it, it. Was it based on a true story? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yes. But Pierce Brosnan did a fabulous job. Do you have a thing for Pierce Brosnan? As that. really going on about Because when I'm hearing seismologist, like, I wonder, was he a seismologist or was he a geologist? I don't know. You'll have to IMDb I don't that know. later. I don't know. Okay, I will. I have to. I have to I, watch it again. And it's interesting that I've people... probably seen it at least five times. Oh my God. <laughs> you are something else with your movies, I tell you. I know. Your D-rated movies. Because it was kind of like a fictional version of like Mount St. Helens when that blew. In like, what, the 80s? Don't even. Don't even. Don't even. Don't, don't know. Don't know. I don't know. No, but I remember um, like taking a sociology of risk in in college and they were saying they talked a lot about earthquakes and you can get insurance you know for your house and everything and they recommend that you do like if you live in those areas in california yeah. and nobody does like they just all think like we have this idea that we're all going to be safe and you know it's well there's not some scaredy us. cat that totally gets it and that person would be me <laughs> i don't know i could see you being like i don't need that 
Attached you know, to it. They always attractive. get me every time. Well, like when you rent a car. Are you sure? Oh, well, yeah. You don't want the insurance? Well, you got to get the insurance on the car. Yeah. It depends, like, how expensive, you know, how much it's yeah. worth, too. But yeah. your house. Like, when you buy, like, a new piece of technology. We have a seven-year insurance. I'm like, is there, is there a 25-year? Is there one that lasts longer than me? Because I'll take that. <laughs> if it's anything that I know could break, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Or any, like, sort of movement of something, like shipping. Oof. Yeah, but I'm such a dummy, I wouldn't even be able to, like, go back and, and like, actually act upon it. Oh, God. It. I know, right? Because I'd, I'd either forget or wouldn't re- have and the That's what they rely or... on, too. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they probably make it really hard, but... Um, anyway, so, um, I am yes, what was responding yours? to another email we got, um... Hello, I wanted to share another thing I don't get. This is from someone who already uh, submitted one um, a while back. Um, her question is, why do gender roles state that women wear dresses and men wear pants? When you think about it, the pants are very restrictive on a man. A skirt would allow their penis and testicles to hang freely. Scotland gets it with the kilt. As always, your thoughts are appreciated. Um, well, thank you for your appreciation. Thank you. That <laughs> is who a was that very, from? Um, it, there's no name on here, but I believe it's from Corinne. All right, cool. <laughs> thank you, Corinne. Well, let's find out how those those uh, testicles and penises can can move freely. Yes. So, I learned a lot from this topic. <laughs> I really knew nothing. It was a lot of history, and I was like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, so one reason that pants even came about was because they were um, originally a lot of clothing, you know, back in the day, uh, was made from skin hides, from animal skin hides, uh-huh. um, and they naturally took a pant-like shape, um, and they actually were worn by both men and women. Um, okay. And um, do you know what their uh, what pants are called in? In uh, England, in Europe, either knickers or pantaloons. Close trousers. Oh goodness! Because <laughs> a lot of the research was like trousers were invented. <laughs> I was like, what are these trousers they speak of? Um, so, but a big reason they think that pants were invented was for horseback riding. Oh, that um, makes total sense. Yeah, because like, can you imagine oh, riding this? That skirt? would hurt. That yeah. would hurt. Ha- once I once I rode, uh, I did horseback riding in like jean shorts, and it was really painful because it kept like pinching. Like for some reason, it made the someone l- allowed you to ride in shorts. I'm. Well, I learned my lesson. I've only been a handful of times when I was much much younger, and they were like super adamant. They're like, you have to wear pants. You have yeah. to wear pants. I guess they just. I always wore my riding pants, but this one time, I don't know. I just remember I didn't, and they didn't care. It was wasted on you. I learned my lesson. So, um, okay, so in cultures that used the skin hides, that's kind of where pants came around. Now, in other cultures, um, uh, like she mentioned, Scotland, that used fabric, uh, robes in the form of dresses, skirts, togas, and kilts were more common because the cloth came off the looms as a rectangle, which can easily be draped around the body in, like, a robe-type fashion. Um, And they were worn by both men and women as well. Um, the oldest known trousers <laughs> were found at the Yanghai, uh, cemetery in Turpin, let's just say it's part of Western China, I'm not going to try to pronounce <laughs> the rest of that, 
uh, dated back to uh, between the 13th and 10th centuries BC. Wow. wow. Um, they had straight legs and wide crotches and were likely made for horseback riding, as I said. Now, do you think they were more of a chap? Yeah, so another thing I read was that they, yeah, so initially they were kind of like, um, I guess like, I want to say parachute pants kind of. Okay. Like they were like fitted on your cap and then kind of, you know, big crotch area. <laughs> like an MC hammer. Yes, pant. exactly. An MC hammer. A drop crotch, if yes. you will. Yes. Which are quite trendy now. I know. I don't understand. Who wants to walk around with like, it looks like you got a big diaper on. <laughs> But I mean, you know, to each hey, his own. Well, maybe that goes back own. to the email. Like it gives their 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 stuff a little <laughs> space true. to breathe. That's true. They get the benefits of the best of both worlds. But I feel like more chafing. Yeah. yeah. You got well, those... you got to wear something. Not all of us have thigh gaps. Okay, <laughs> some of us rub together. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm right there with you, girl. Um. So la 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 in Europe. Um. So again. At one point in Europe, everyone wore skirts. Um, the length of the skirt was dictated by status. Um, so if you were working class, your skirt tended to be shorter to avoid getting in the way of manual uh -huh. labor. That makes sense. If you were upper class, you would wear a longer skirt. Um, over time, for men, the skirts got shorter and shorter. Ooh. And I know, it's so, <laughs> it's so different to think of it on a man. But they all had leggings underneath, and then okay. those and leggings... Like really high socks and stuff, Yeah, too. and those leggings slowly turned into pants while the women were just stuck in their little... in their dresses. <laughs> um, during the French Revolution of 1789 and following, male citizens of France adopted a working-class costume, including ankle-length trousers or pantaloons, like you said. Okay. Um, in place of aristocrat knee breeches. So I think those are short. Yes, yes. Um, and now, and I read a lot about how women kind of got into the pant world. It was very controversial, which, as I'm sitting here in my yoga pants, I'm like, man, I have it good right now. Yeah, let's thank those gals <laughs> yes, for, give, so, for paving that way. Thank you, ladies. For these yoga pants. Um, in the early 20th century, women air pilots and other working women often wore trouser, trousers, pants, uh, frequent photographs from the 1930s of actresses Marlene... Marlena Di Dietrich. Oh, okay. Marlena Dietrich and Catherine Hepburn in pants helped make pants acceptable for women. Um, and, of course, during World War II, women employed in factories or doing other, quote-unquote, men's work on war service wore pants when the job demanded it. Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the post-war era... Um, I have to, it says trousers, so I have to just replace it with pants, and it's really... Get, <laughs> just say trousers. This it sounds thing. funny. <laughs> In the post-war era, pants became acceptable casual wear of gardening, the beach, and other leisure pursuits. Uh, in Britain during World War II, the rationing of clothing prompted women to wear their husbands' civilian clothes, including pants, to work, while the husbands' men were serving in the armed forces. So they already had their own uniform. Yeah. This was partly because they were seen as practical for work, but also so that women could keep their clothing allowance for other uses. Hair and makeup. No. <laughs> <laughs> the important things. Done. And cooking. As this practice of wearing pants became more widespread, and as the men's clothing wore out, replacements were needed. By the summer of 1944, it was reported that sales of women's 
pants were five times more than the previous year. Um, so, interestingly enough, I got some background on when pants, like, came more into, like, m even more mainstream. So I'm just picturing you wikipedia pants. Excuse me, I did the history of pants first, and then I did the history of pants and gender, and yes, I typed in, why do women wear skirts and men wear pants? Oh, gosh. Hey, there's some good articles. I, there, a lot of sure. it was based on gender, and there was there were some good articles on um, on the gender aspect, which I'll briefly touch on. But in 1969, um, Representative Charlotte Reed became the first woman to wear pants in the U.S. Congress. Like, that wasn't that long ago, when you think about it. A pantsuit. <laughs> think about how much flack Hillary got. Well, yeah, and she... so. Pat Nixon was the first American first lady to wear pants in public. Um, oh, my gosh. And oh. in 1989, California State Senator Rebecca Morgan became the first woman to wear pants in a U.S. State Senate. Like, they 1989. They record of this? See, like, who cares what they're wearing? Well, it used to be outlawed for women. Oh. Oh, because, like, dress code? Well, okay. not, not necessarily in the U.S., but... I know in, I think in France and other parts. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, or like, I, I read somewhere these women got arrested for like indecent exposure because they I've heard pants. of that, especially on the beach, like if people were like wearing specific types of bathing suits. Yeah. But you know, pants. Yeah. I know. <laughs> like you're covering up you're everything. You're covering up more. Yeah. More. Oh my God, I can see two legs instead of one. <laughs> What's happening here? You're telling me she's not a mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> she my, has two ankles. Oh my God, that the is, indecency. Uh, that is. Well, and that's another thing I read that a lot of it comes from the Bible. That it was, yeah, you know, I can and, see and that. culture obviously plays a huge part in it. Um, so Hillary Clinton, as as we know, was the first woman to wear pants in an official American first lady yeah. portrait. You know, I got to hand it to her. I, you know, I know a lot of people don't groundbreaking don't like her, but she was like, I am not wearing a skirt and I'm not baking no cookies. I'm wearing my pantsuit and I'm doing what I want to do. So that was pretty. I always liked her for that. But again, it's just so sad that people like have to yeah. care about what a woman wears. You know what I mean? I know. Like, like just let people wear whatever the heck yeah. they want. Like skirts sound like a night, like I don't For know. some people, they like it. I'm sure guys they can probably wonder what it's like, or they might say, oh, it's comfortable. But a guy it's can really wear nice. a skirt. He should be able to and be comfy. Who gives a hoot? Uh, society. I know. <laughs> Which is just such a shame. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, like, a pencil skirt, oh, sitting down in those things. I know. It's like, I know. Oh. I'm right there with you, sister. Meanwhile, we're both, like, sitting with our legs, like, all... <laughs> out with our I don't know food. what you're talking about. My <laughs> legs are firmly crossed. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> News to me. So this is something interesting I found um, kind of depressing, but... Oh, great. <laughs> just to kind of show, like, the role, even, in, like, pretty recently that um, the pants have fun. <laughs> lives. Um, in 1992 in Rome, an 18-year-old woman accused her 45-year-old driving instructor of raping her and then threatening to kill her um, if she told anyone. Um, she went to the police, and the alleged rapist was found guilty, but later the Italian Supreme Court overturned the ruling because the victim was wearing tight jeans. They argued that the jeans could not have been taken off without the help of the oh victim, my and therefore God. it was consensual. How did she get them on? 
Like, if she can get them on, someone right. easily could take them off. I guess they're saying that, like, you kind of have to, like, shimmy out of it. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm just picturing, like, skinny Ugh, jeans, I guess. The thought process. Yeah. Is so After sad. numerous protests and a declaration of National Denim Day in support of oh, the victim, cool. the ruling was later overturned in 2008. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, um, a lot of, like, advocacy groups here in the U.S. Um, came together and just protested the hell out of that because it was just good ridiculous because first of all even if she did willingly take him off if he's threatening to kill her she's probably gonna yeah. do anything he asks that doesn't make it consensual oh yeah and to me that just goes back to like oh she was asking for it because yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah um and then <laughs> i just thought this was funny well it's not really funny, but in 2018, <laughs> Lady Gaga wore an oversized Marc Jacobs pantsuit uh, to an award show, and um, it's it, it really was an interesting statement. I mean, when you first see it, you're like, what the heck? But um, she says, as a sexual assault survivor by someone in the entertainment industry, as a woman who is still not brave enough to say his name, as a woman who lives with chronic pain, as a woman who's conditioned at a very young age to listen to what men told me to do, I decided today I wanted to take the power back. Gaga told the crowd as she accepted an award, "Today I wear the pants." And they, Ooh, yeah, her go. Oh, I got goosebumps from reading. That. I love Gaga. <laughs> uh, oh, talk my about goodness. not afraid of what people think. My I God, I know. I love her strength. But yeah, and that is where the term like "you wear the pants." I'm sure people oh, could probably. probably figure that out. But yeah, that's where that term comes from. Is idiom you know. idioms? Yeah. So that's so that's. The evolution of the pants, and you know, the the on the truth is that you know, men could wear skirts if they wanted, but you know, I was reading this one. Well, on, didn't one of those Backstreet Boys do that? Yeah, I don't know it's there. Kevin, bring and, it back. And what's his name? Jade Jaden Smith, um, yeah, Will Smith's son. Yeah, he wears skirts because he doesn't like to conform to either gender or something like that. Um. And I guess when you're like rich and like it doesn't really famous matter kids, what people think of like you. you can do whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah, but um, but it was interesting. Like I was reading articles saying like, well, why is it that women like will wear men's clothing, but like men won't wear women's? And yeah. it's because like women's clothing are associated with like weakness and you know That's being true. feminine, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. men don't want it. Like, why would you want to go, you know, down? in status and not up. So it's like yeah. men, you know, women dress like men, sometimes even just to get jobs, better jobs. Um, I, I remember reading that, like, just to get, like, you know, better paying yeah. jobs. Well, so. I definitely wore, a, like, a pantsuit type situation when I interviewed for my job. Yeah. For my jobby job. Yeah, I mean, luckily for us, it's one of those things now that it's not really a big deal. At least not, I don't think, in this area at least, maybe... <laughs> Maybe in certain southern I mean, areas. I don't know. There are still places that care if you wear white after a Labor Day, which really? I still don't understand. But That's maybe that could topic. be a, another topic. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. I just, like, imagine, like, history of pants. Like, there's probably a pant museum somewhere. Oh, God. And, like, <laughs> yeah, probably. you could be a curator now. <laughs> I'm an expert now. Yeah, there was there was a lot of Wikipedia stuff, and I started getting really like glazed it was a little, over. Yeah, it was yeah. a little too much history. It was like, <laughs> and this like they really talk about taking it back all the way. I mean, yeah, it's 
really well you incredible. got the 10th century in there i know i was like what the hell how i was i, I was gonna through? ask you was like how old are the oldest pair of pants and you answered my question see some of us wait for the questions to be answered well, you know, I was speeding them. you along because it would have taken a while. <laughs> well, yours was definitely a better ender topic than mine because it was way more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, kind of, except for the whole rape part. But. Oh, yeah, that's true. But these were... <laughs> Whoopsie. But these were um, great topics, and I think, I know, I don't know about you, but I definitely learned some stuff from both yeah, of the topics. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like... I, I definitely, well, I learned where tsunamis come from, and then I was <laughs> shamed by my co-host. Um, I'm sorry that yeah. I'm And I learned more, more about the Richter scale and things like that. So, yeah, there was definite stuff in there that I learned that I didn't know before. And hopefully you guys can get these topics now if you didn't get them before. But just keep in mind, if you have something that's funny and... You know, something that's, like, realistic for us to actually research. Yeah, we're not scientists, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Then, um, you know, like, we can't find the meaning of life. You know, they might sell it on eBay. Ba-dum, boom. Oh, wow. Did you have that one (laughs) Take it back. Take it back. Um, But, you know, like, something that's, that's realistic for us to research and funny and something you don't understand. Even if it's something small, we can always add it in the end of another episode. Um, like we've done in the past. So I think that's it. Yeah. We'll see you in two weeks. Yep. All righty.